Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast, episode number 43. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here to cover two episodes of Desperate Housewives, covering last week's episode titled Epiphany and this week's title and a little night music. Stephanie. There has been a lot happening on Wisteria Lane. A lot, a lot, a lot. Um, first, uh, j- just to cover Epiphany. Yes. Um, well, I think rather quickly because you really didn't take a lot of notes for that I episode. I didn't think there was really a ne- lot of need. There wasn't. I I really did like them giving us a backstory to Eddie. Yes. And you know, monsters are created by monsters. Mm-hmm. I, I um. I kind of liked that. I liked that they made you emotionally connected to him. Yeah, it was. I, it's like, you know, at the beginning of the episode, it's like there's just no way they're going to try to make this, you know, this guy who's murdered all these people. How, you know, how do you, I mean, the whole, you know, Mary Alice intro at the beginning is, you know. I love seeing Mary Alice. That was cool. It was cool. That was cool. I like those episodes where we get to see her. Mm hmm. And, but anyway, you know, she, she says, you know, how does the person like, how does the person become like this? Right. And they did show you a very, you know, very sad story. Uh, and, and one where you can understand how somebody in that circumstance with all of those particular events that, that could lead somebody to having the issues that of course he's dealing with. Right. And, and and reacting in the way that he's reacting. You know, my, my favorite part in her voiceover was that, um, how did she word it? She said, she said, um, the answer many won't like or that. And how does how does one become like this? Okay. And sadly, the answer is something that won't satisfy. I I don't remember exactly how she worded, but basically, people wouldn't be happy with the way they explained this. Right. It's pretty much what they what I think she was saying. Oh, okay. Or that they, as the show, were saying was that that um, and I I think that that you know, many people can grow up in a traumatic childhood. It really is how you choose to deal with this. Like Lynette giving, you know, giving him the the countdown, the pat in his chest and giving the, you know, um, it really is what you do with your circumstances and how you react to your circumstances that makes you who the, the person who you are. So does a monster create a monster? Possibly. But can a monster you know, you choose to be at, at some point you choose to be the monster. Yeah, I, I can see that. But, you know, it, it, it's very difficult to sit there. I mean, obviously, 
you know, you, you have Lynette. I, she was in school, her, you know, as much as her mom was an alcoholic, um, I, I happened to have had a parent growing up. Uh, well, not necessarily growing up. He, you know, my mom and my real dad got a divorce, but my, my real dad, as I was a child, was an alcoholic. And I will say this, even in a situation where you have an alcoholic, it's not necessarily that that person doesn't express love to you. And from what I have seen of Lynette and her mom's adult relationship, I I would have to imagine that there was at least some love that was expressed, that her mom loved Lynette. Okay. Abusive, alcoholic, and, and some wrong circumstances for a child to put up with. Absolutely. But I think... I think I think I what they did you. is I think they adequately showed that Eddie's situation was a was a no win situation. I you you've got he the at a at age four he he hears his dad saying I never wanted anything to do with this boy. Right? No, I, I get. And I then, got- and then you hear at you know every day of your life you are the person who ruined my life. Right. It's not your fault you ruined my life. Yeah, you know I I get it. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to explain it away. But and then he had he had opportunities. He and they did show. And of course they only showed a few. But every opportunity that he had, and when he actually stepped outside of his home to integrate himself into the world, it the world shut him out. Without any of those people knowing what the others had done and what he has to deal with at home, but the world had quote unquote shut him out at every corner when he made an attempt. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. And, and, but I, I, of course I'm not excusing it. I mean, obviously okay. I, I'm, I don't think you're, ex- I'm not excusing it either. I just don't know how one would, I'm in, saying in the, I can of- have compassion for, for Eddie and yep. for what he went through, through his childhood. I can't fathom what it would be like to have a parent tell you that they didn't want you. Right. I can fathom what it feels like to feel that way mm-hmm. because I felt unwanted at many times in my own childhood, but I was never told that. Right. It was never made perfectly clear to me but, that I was unwanted and unloved. And But there have always been somebody in your life that that expressed that you were wanted. Like right. your, no, your nanny, I know, for I know, example. I know, I know. No, hold on. I'm okay. saying that I can... I can relate to that. Okay. To feeling that way as a child. Right. I can relate to that. And I have compassion for him. I I, I do. I have right. compassion for this character and and I have compassion for people who have actually lived this. Right. And and I But be- I'm yeah. saying I'm saying that doesn't excuse Oh, and I'm the not behavior. excusing it. And that I think that you're trying your your words are leading No. My- your alert, your words sound like you're leading to excusing the behavior because no. he chose to make those decisions. Not excusing the behavior. The behavior is wrong. But okay. I'm saying that I believe there are people who, without given proper guidance, and and I, I'm saying the cards were stacked against him Absolutely. from a young age, and all he was always dealt a bad hand. And I don't know how one rises above that without any without anybody grabbing his hand and say rise above this well now someone has that's exactly and, and, and now someone has so now i want to see can he will he 
rise above it. Right. But that doesn't excuse that he needs to pay for what he's already done. So the question is, what would we like to see of the storyline? And I would like to share that I would love, and I believe his character can be redeemed. Absolutely. However, I believe that there must still be consequences for his previous actions. Right. So, I mean, it, obviously turning himself in and, and you know, obviously spending some time, you know, dealing with those things in, in whatever right. manner one needs to deal with those things. Uh, obviously, well, I mean, he's looking we, I mean, at there's there's legal ramifications yeah. of that. Um, but but also but yeah, th- that's what I'm saying. OK, I believe I believe he needs to pay for that. I think, you know, he needs to go to trial. They He needs I believe he should be convicted. I don't ne- necessarily believe that it should be, you know, he should be on death row. But I think that he should definitely be in, you know, imprisoned and and seek medical attention and you know, mental medical attention and, and all that stuff. But, uh, but I did like the way they told the story. I did. I, I did. really, I really did enjoy that. And, um, I love the episodes where they show each housewife individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I really like that. And when the they flashbacks. Go one at a time. And I love getting I love the, the flash- backstory right. of, of the, you know, of the old days. I do too. I enjoyed it. So I think that's pretty much all we have to say about Epiphany no, though, no, right? No, 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 no. What else? Yeah, I just want to say I really loved Gabby and the things that she had to say about her neighbors. That was funny. I can't, did I, uh, the woman whose parents named her after cheese. Yes. That was one of them. Um, you know, at first oh, the, I thought Susan the, and I could be friends and then she opened her mouth. Exactly. And then I love the one that said that there are people who are on fire that scream, that don't yeah, scream, scream as loud as that one girl screams at her kids. That's funny. And then you get to know those kids. Yes. Or wait, she has kids of her own. Anyway, it, it was it was funny. Yeah. I did enjoy that. So so anyway, Epiphany was a great episode. Um, and before we move into covering tonight's episode, Stephanie, we do have some listener feedback that came in after last week's episode. So I should have had that all pulled up here, but I didn't. <clears throat> but what we'll do is we'll we'll pull it up right now. Okay. The first one comes from uh, our good friend Chef Mark Tafoya, and so here you go, Chef Mark, take it away. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, this is Chef Mark calling for with feedback for the Desperate Housewives fan podcast. And, you know, it's funny, uh, I was in my, um, my iTunes feed checking out my GSPN shows, and I saw that your Desperate Housewives podcast was called We All Deserve to Die. And I said, wait a minute, that's a little funny. I realized that um, it sounded like a Sondheim song from, uh, from Sweeney Todd. And I thought, well, that's odd. And then I remembered a few months ago. Uh-oh. Hold on. We lost Chef Mark. Uh, there you were is. wondering why one of the episodes was called You Gotta Get a Gimmick. And I said, well, that was a, a song from Gypsy uh, about sort of strippers saying you gotta get a gimmick. And the theme of that particular episode was the stripper. And I never put two and two together, but I said, wait a minute. Those are both lyrics that were written by Stephen Sondheim. And then I went into Wikipedia, and much to my uh, surprise, I've been going almost eight seasons. You know, I'm a huge Stephen Sondheim fan, and I'd gone almost eight seasons and never realized that nearly every single 
episode of Desperate Housewives, the subtitle was a lyric from a Stephen Sondheim song. So I literally went to, and of course it says it in Wikipedia, it makes, it makes notice for each episode of, you know, the fact that the, the episode title was from this song or that song or that musical. And the other interesting thing I noticed was that last week's episode was directed by Lonnie Price who is an actor who was in a number of Sondheim musicals on Broadway uh, in the 80s and early 90s, and he's since gone on. He's done a little bit of, of uh, film acting, but he's become a film director and a TV director. So I thought that's interesting. Obviously, Mark Cherry is a big Stephen Sondheim fan, uh, but I just can't believe that I never noticed after all these years that all those uh, shows were named after Sondheim shows. This week's was called Epiphany, which is also a... Uh, the name of a song from Sweeney Todd. So anyway, I just thought that was funny and I'd send you that feedback. So catch you later. Bye-bye. We should start naming one of our show's podcast titles after something <laughs> special. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Chef Mark, I'm glad you put that. You know, I, think, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. You when know, he figured it out. You yeah. know, I think we act or no, it was Grey's Anatomy is the one that used to have it all, was song, all titles. song titles. Right. Right. Which I don't think they do anymore. I don't pay attention. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving right along. But Chef Mark, I'm glad you figured that out. I, I don't think I knew about that one. So, you know what? I, I'm kind of glad that I didn't and that I can't consider myself very familiar with. Um, Steven Sondheim. Yeah, because. Already in my life, anything anyone says to me can make me quote a song. Mm -hmm. So I think that that might be quite annoying if I started doing that with Desperate Housewives now. Yeah. Yeah. That could be annoying. It, it drives my kids crazy. All right. We have another call. This comes from Jack, and I'm surprised that he's allowed to watch Desperate Housewives. But, <laughs> you know, here's his call. Hello, this is Jack from Virginia calling for the Desperate Housewives fan podcast. Um, and I just wanted to let Cliff and Stephanie know that you guys have the best podcast ever. Um, it's better than the ABC one. Um, and if this is anybody's the first time they're listening to this podcast, this is not the best one they do. They do the best Family from the Heart podcast ever. So um, I just I had a theory um, because, honestly, I thought it was um, Danny's dad or Tyler's dad, who was the Strangler, but I thought it was great how they incorporated um, Eddie, who was the Strangler, um, which was pretty cool. Um, but I do have a theory on how it's, the season's going to wrap up. Um, my theory is is that um, Lynette is going to come and see the body, um, you know, or figure out some crazy way, because they always have fun, you know, some crazy way, and she tells everybody, and then maybe... Eddie does something with Porter or Preston or Parker, and they kind of do what they did last season with Dave. So that's just my prediction on how everything will turn out. I know they have one or two more episodes till the finale, but uh, um, I love your podcast. I'm a Plus member, and I listen every day. Thank you, guys. Keep up the good work. Bye. All right, Jack. Thanks, Jack. Thank you so much. I did. Um, you know, he was, was Jack the last caller? Yeah. Okay. Because he set up the perfect segue into this week's episode this week's episode because they moved it along so fast i mean you're like it wasn't even the title sequence yet and they had already given you so much okay here's the situation i felt like tonight we saw four whole episodes in one episode it felt like that i mean you know the thing is is that they drag some of these out so long and you feel like you're never going to get to the end of a storyline, you know, or, or a story arc. 
And then tonight they're just like, boom, finale's coming. You know, yeah. you got to start wrapping these up. But it's here, great. here's the situation. What we got is um, we get the full backstory of Angie and Nick. I mean, mm-hmm. everything we learned, you know, obviously it's about time we knew we, we knew enough. that Patrick was a terrorist and that Angie was involved somehow. And of course, what we learned is that she was going she was building him a bomb. Is that right, Steph? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. She decided at the last minute to not go through with it. Uh, and uh, she had I, I can't remember all the okay. details. But anyway, well, no, she helped him build a bomb and and it. They set it off and it killed someone. Oh, okay. So yeah, did, that's it, why she is on the run because okay, so she it set it somebody. off. Yeah. But uh, what happened was that we learned tonight, and tell me if this is, tell me if I'm just missing, but tonight is the first time we learned that the reason why Nick's on the run is because he actually was an undercover uh, agent. Right. And ran, he ran with away her. with her. Right. Absolutely. So this is new information, big, huge information. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, we definitely had that. We have that entire backstory now. We so we so now it's just it's just the chase. And obviously we see the car, you know, the, you know, it's um, going to be Captain fun. Jack is run over, has run over Nick. And uh, we have. And by the way, that's a Doctor Who reference. I know. I cannot think of him. At, what's his name? Patrick. Patrick. No, yeah. he's he's Captain Jack. He's Captain like, Jack. Even when the episode came on, I'm like, oh, we're going to get to see Captain Jack again. Right. It, it's just that that's who he is. Yep. And so uh, what else was I going to say? Uh, so basically, we got all that. That's that's an interesting storyline all of its own. But then an entire episode's worth of drama in you know is played out with the loan back and forth between uh Gabby that was hilarious hilarious how that played out it, I, l- I really liked it I, I usually too. don't go for Gabby's shenanigans but this was pretty good exactly exactly and and I she goes oh honey if, if, with any other circumstances that would have so worked that so would have worked <laughs> that was awesome that was awesome it was great it was I would have been so jealous but yeah not so much She's uh, thinking. <laughs> not not too happy with with the uh, with the Mike situation. Obviously, we've talked about this in the past. He was wrong. He was wrong. And uh, they they left the episode the way they leave the episode. I'm not so sure that they're on. They're, they're not doing so good. No, no, they're, no, they're really not. And he really damaged a lot there. He did. I and mean, he needs to, you know, you can't just kiss her on the head and, and go up to bed like everything's okay. You really screwed up, dude. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's going to take a lot to build that trust back. Yeah. It is. That that That's some serious stuff happening I hope they there. can do it, though. I mean, seriously. I hope so. I hope they can do it. Um, I'm showing that there's only two episodes left. Yeah, that makes sense. So the finale. We have a new episode next week and a new ex- episode on May 16th, which will be the season finale. So are they skipping a week then? No, no. Oh, they'll okay. be back to back, okay, the good. 9th and the 16th. I'm not good at that whole math stuff, you know. I know. I know. So anyway. Nine plus seven is 16. Thank you, baby. <laughs> All right. So let's see here. Okay. So so the whole Mike, Susan, Gabby. That I, was so That was funny. hilarious. I loved yeah. it. Except I, I'm just saying, you know, wardrobe people, you need to do some like check-in before you, you continue filming because after the whole, you know, spontaneous popping out, no one fixed Susan's breast uh, and they were quite distracting because they weren't where they should be. And you know here's That's the here's I'm the saying. deal. I'm sorry. Even as a man, the the way that that was yeah. that just wasn't even attractive. Right. I mean, it, it was, was it was just 
It was like, it was annoying me. I've never used the word skanky before. (laughs) But I mean, come on. That was horrible. Oh, that was bad. And the only reason I even bring that word up is because I came upstairs and Stephanie's watching some kind of show on, was that VH1 or what? I don't, I don't know. know. When but was man, that? That one. It was last night, I thought. But man, that was a horrible show you were watching. I, I don't like, even. It's I like when even, was the last time I ever heard anybody call somebody else a skank? And like, what? Who calls somebody a skank? And then I just. What then, was that? I don't know. I have no idea. Clearly, I wasn't watching it. It was Jay Z something oh, or yeah, other. That's a, no, that was that was Brandy and R J. I told you, Ray but, J. Ray J. What? Whoever. Uh, it's those Matthew people. and I had just watched Boys in the Hood. Yeah. And we were having. A very um, intimate, serious conversation about violence. Okay. Okay. And that show just happened to come on next. Okay. So we just hadn't turned it off yet. Okay. Because we were, we were having to to address. Someone did something violent against a good person, and that good person's brother went back and killed them. Are you talking about on the movie that on the you movie watched? That we watched? Boys to Men, right? Boys in the Hood. Boys, okay. Boys, boys in the, the Hood. B- boys to boys Men to is men a music is a group. Right. I got it. All right. <laughs> it's a boy band. So anyway, um, he retaliated and he took revenge and so he killed these men. And Matthew was, he was like, I, I'm glad that he did that. And, and I was trying to explain to him that no, violence does not, you, you don't solve violence with violence. Right. And, and so were they wrong to kill Ricky? Absolutely. But was Doughboy wrong to kill them? Absolutely. And so I was trying to get him to understand that just because someone hurts you with violence doesn't mean that you can hurt them back with violence. And what did he... Did the, the, He understood and he got it. Good. Yeah. Very good. All right. So, yeah. Okay. So that... Okay, two huge storylines. I mean, both of those in the past, the, either one of those two th- reveals or storylines have made up an entire episode. Right. So but two to have episodes. everything. Well, and then you had the Sam thing too. Well, that's the third one. Right. All right. So that's number three. So we got Sam. So we, we meet mom, not so dead not in the so supermarket. Dead. I know. Wearing, get this, a smock. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Funny. Um, our lost, our lost listeners will get that. Right. I know. Um, yeah, it was funny when you said it upstairs. It wasn't so funny when you brought it up again. Well, for you, that was like the third time you've heard it. But I know. Know, for the people who just who, who yeah. listen to our Lost podcast All right. yeah, and just heard it, I, um, I would have to, I would bet you, you know, this. Normal people would people, like to call it an apron. People who listen to our Lost podcast who happen to also watch Desperate Housewives, which there's probably about three of those people out there. When, <laughs> when they heard the word smock, I bet you that crossed their mind. That's funny. Um... Yeah, not so dead. I really liked the the way that this played out. The, obviously, that you know, Bree caught on that there was more to this than what Sam was telling her, and went and investigated on her own. Um, the whole part between Bree and Orson in yes. the in the show was fantastic. You know, at first I thought he was you know a little piece of Rex that, but now yeah. I'm just you know. He's a liar, just like Rex was. And um, and then the part with Andrew, which I was so glad to see the three of them standing united. Well, Orson was sitting, but anyway, <laughs> united against Sam and deciding how they're going to deal with it. I really liked the the progression and the way that the story has played out. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And I told you he was evil from the beginning. You did tell me he was evil. I don't know that he's necessarily evil. 
but I'm starting. He's a complicated boy. He's a complicated boy. Which is a nice way to say yeah. he's evil. He's evil. That's a mama's way to say my boy is messed up. <laughs> and my boy is messed up. All right. So that's three. Yeah. Why did I say there was four? I don't know. Was there not? A we th- we had. Who, who, who are we missing here? Well, we got Gabby and Susan in the same one. Oh, well, we I mean, we talked and, about Eddie. Right. In the first. OK. For the so, first, oh, right. so here was the fourth storyline. Story big, huge storyline. Right. Big, big, huge, you know, everything. Uh, so obviously we talked a little bit about that, you know, the whole counting and stuff like that. But, um, you know, Lynette, come on. Open your eyes. She will. She, she will. Yeah. Um, because honestly, um. There, there will come a point when her need, and I, and I do mean need, to protect her family will be stronger than her want to fix this boy. And the question is, will it be too late? Well, I don't. Because know. we do have a finale coming up. Dun dun dun. I don't know. You know. I. I <coughs> here's I know. here's the situation. Uh, I haven't been upset with Tom in a while, but I'm upset with Tom. Why? Okay, so if, you know, they're sitting there concerned about, you know, she's concerned about, you know, the oh, fact. Oh, he should have put his foot down. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, right. No, yeah, okay. it's like, here. It's like forget about you. You know, I mean, if, if he's going to stand up to you like that, what's going to happen when somebody else, you know. We, well, we already saw what he did to, to Porter. Preston, yeah, to Porter, whoever. Pre- Preston's in Europe, right? I, right. I is Preston not in Europe? Because I'm pretty sure that's where he is. You mean the big mustache boy? No, he's back. You don't remember this? So they're both back now. They're, I don't know. Did, okay, that's right. He went to Europe. He came back with the blonde. Duh. She's Stephanie, yeah. you, you remember this show. It's called Desperate Housewives. Okay. There was a tornado and then. <laughs> I do remember this show. Okay, so. Oh, that's so funny. Preston's the one that went away, right? And came I back engaged. Preston or Porter, one of Porter's the two. Porter's the one that Eddie beat up on the floor. The one without the mustache that looks like it's getting ready to, you know. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure that's Porter, right? Is I that who you said? I don't know. Did you not hear me say I have no idea <laughs> no? that they're twins? It doesn't matter. It's Porter, pa- Preston. It's mustache, no mustache. Park, Parker and Penny. Parker and Penny. Now, I can tell you those because they don't. They're different in age. One's male, one's Parker's female. Parker's how to drive. Yes. Penny was jealous of the new baby. Yeah. Yeah. Got okay. it? I got it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You want to ask me which one is which again? Nope. Because I might have an answer for you this time. <laughs> nope. But let me. I'm gonna look oh, right gosh. Right. She's going to look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love uh, you. Preston was the one getting married. <laughs> there you go. So Porter was the one that got that's, beat up. That's what I thought. I just wasn't going to tell you. Well, that's very loud. loud. (laughs) Anyway, overall, Uh, I would say that two rock solid episodes back to back. Very interesting stuff. You know what? You know, on TV.com, Little Night of Music only has a mediocre rating. Really? Well, that is just on tonight. I know. (laughs) Anyway. How are people voting on it before it went? aired i have yeah. no clue no so anyway steph here's the deal um i forgot what i was gonna say i was gonna he, say something he doesn't really know what the deal is i have no clue what the deal is here um no i was gonna say something right before you talked about the rating but it's gone two solid episodes back to back yeah back to back no nope. going into the finale in two weeks it's gone here's the deal the deal is the deal is gone 
Bill's gone. It was a fleeting moment. It was a one-time offer. Wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> for a limited time only. While supplies last, and those supplies, my friends, are dried up. Have ran out. Yeah. Anyway, folks, we want to say thank you to Mark and to Jack. Jack, are you really allowed to watch this show? Oh, I know what I was going to say. It's back. It's back. I got it. These Both of these episodes did not deal with a lot of extramarital sex kind of stuff. Like, you know, just, you know, some so sleeping with some so I mean, Gabby and her little butt grabbing thing, that was stupid. It was funny. That was stupid. Yeah, that was stupid. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was just not right. I mean, okay. I, here's the deal. Carlos made her made him swore to secrecy, right? And if Gabby would have went home and said whatever she was gonna say, he could come back, and Carlos he would just be able to say, "Listen, she she threatened me." Carlos would know. Come on. Anyway, that was silly. But other than that, I mean, the, here's what I want to say: is you can have a show like Desperate Housewives and have some really awesome storytelling. And it's episodes like these that I really, believe it or not, I love them, but I also, at the same time, I don't like them. Do you want to know why I don't like them? Why? Because it sets it up for failure in the future when they don't come through. Yeah, but they can't fail now because it's the oh! it's finale time. Oh, but wait and see. I know. You know? And of course, next week, you know, if I sit there, oh gosh, what a... But you can't have every episode great. It's like... It's leading up. It's telling a story for the finale. You know, it's like, ah. Do you know it's taking like everything I have not to read this little synopsis that TV.com has on the next two episodes? Don't do it. I don't hear. La, 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 la. I wasn't going to read them out loud. I just meant to myself. All right. So anyway, folks, thank you for listening and subscribing to the Desperate Housewives fan podcast. We're sorry that we didn't get you an episode last week, but we doubled up this week just for you. Until next time, everybody. Join the community. community.